Well, hey there, everyone. I'm Daniel Hahn, and I'm the online campus pastor here at Oxford Assembly of God Church, and this is our podcast. And I just want to thank you for listening today. We hope the message you're about to hear inspires you, builds your faith, and helps you see that God has a purpose for your life. And now, let's get into the message. Today's the message is a little bit different, and you'll probably pick up on it real quick that it's different. Hopefully, it ministers to you the way that God ministered to me through it. See, a few weeks ago, on a Wednesday night, I shared about Paul and Silas being in prison and singing at midnight. And as I was preparing that message, I, I had a thought. Now, I don't get many original thoughts, and this may not be original. I may have read it somewhere. Maybe God dropped it in my heart. I don't know. But I had the thought. I was reminded of the man that had a vision. A vision, and let's go to Acts chapter 16, verse 6. Acts chapter 16, verse 6. And they went through the region of Phygeria and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak, speak the word in Asia. Folks, sometimes we forget that God has a perfect timing for everything. I'm sure that Paul left on the journey expecting to go into Asia. But it says, and when they come to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now that's very interesting. They were told by the Holy Spirit not to go into Asia. Told him not to go. And since Paul mentioned it, I'm assuming, this is just my assumption, that he had planned to go into Asia. Because on his first missionary trip, he got to the border. And that's when they stopped at Antioch and Pisidia. They, they, that's where he stopped. And I'm sure that when he left, when him, Paul and uh, Silas had left, that they would plan to go into Asia. But when they got there, he said, you can't go there. And they got to their place where they turned around on the first journey. And so anywhere else was going to be un chartered territory. They had not been there. See, to start with, they were just strengthening the churches that they had planted on the first journey. And they traveled on, and, and Paul had a vision. Paul had a vision. A man was saying, come to Macedonia. Come to Macedonia. Now, now here's the thought, and it's just a thought. Just my opinion, and as you know, my opinion won't buy you a cup of coffee. But I had this thought, Gator, that who was this man? Who was it calling Paul to Macedonia? Well, we find out when he first got into the area, he ministered to Lydia and a group of ladies. That was all at that synagogue. 
They didn't have any men there. They were all ladies, Lydia and some ladies. So that was his first ministry stop. And then we found out that they got upset with him and they arrested him and Silas. They arrested him and threw him into jail. So I don't want to go through that story, but after an earthquake and after God released them, that jailer and his entire family got saved. Could it have been the jailer saying, come to Macedonia. I need to hear the story. Now, it really doesn't matter if it was the jailer or not. The fact was there was somebody that needed to hear about Jesus. There was somebody that needed to hear about Jesus. So I'm not going to tell you that it was the jailer, but I can tell you that jailer was, was really pleased that God sent Paul to Philippi. Paul had to go to jail, but he ministered to a man. So this morning, I want to just share the thought about hearing and answering the call. Hearing and answering the call. And so many times in the directions when God speaks to us, we see kind of three main things. First of all, listen. How many thinks that God wants you to listen to him? Yes. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Then come to me. He's always giving invitations. Throughout the Bible, we see him making invitations. Come, come, come. And then after we've listened and come, and then he also sends us out to go into all the world and yes. preach the gospel. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes my phone is a pain in the neck. I said, sometimes it gets frustrating. And you know, because it's the church phone and it's my, the church pays for it, I, I feel like I've got to answer it whenever it rings. Now, my wife lets me know that her phone is for her convenience, not mine. <laughs> but the phone can be a blessing <laughs> and it can be a curse. But it does serve a purpose. I know Gator's in management. I know that phone rings every, all day long, doesn't it, Gator? And sometimes you like to throw it in the river. Sometimes you like to get it. But the reality is we receive that phone call and we need to answer it. Now, my staff knows that one of our biggest expectations is when the church phone rings answer it. One of the biggest shocks in my life, I was talking to our assistant general superintendent, our national assistant general superintendent a few years ago, not the one that's there now, but a few years ago. And he said, you know what my biggest frustration is? I said, no. He said, churches that won't answer the phone and pastors that won't return a phone call. Now, Lou, I can tell you, if I ever got a phone call from the assistant general superintendent, I'd call him. I would call him because I felt like if he called me, he had a reason to call me, and I would return his call. So our church knows that uh, if the phone rings, answer it. Now, somebody say, well, do you ever get those robocalls? Yeah. Do we get sales calls? 
Certainly. Is our warranty about to expire? At least once a week. And even with caller ID, we don't know for sure until we answer the phone. Can I tell everyone of you something? God has your number. God has your number. Now, chances are he's not going to call you on a cell phone. But sometimes his calls will come in the middle of the night. Sometimes it may be early in the morning. Sometimes it may be an inopportune time. But he still calls. God has our number. Now, some of my pastor friends are shocked when I tell them that I, I've got my phone number on every bit of our church literature. They say, why would you do that? I say, because if they need to call me, they've got to have my number. God has your number. But there's an interesting fact that I looked in Scripture. How many thinks that ask is mentioned a lot in the Bible? Ask. It's mentioned 184 times. 184 times says ask. But there's another word that's listed 352 times or close to twice as often. And you know what that word is? Listen. Listen. See, I think so many of our phone calls to God is one way. Hey, God, here's my prayer list today. I got 319 things to ask you for. And after we say, all in the name of Jesus, uh, we hang up. We ask all these things, but we fail to what? Listen. Listen. So what do we do when we hear a phone call? We pick it up and say, hello? Who's calling? Oh, this is Moses. This is Moses. Well, who are you wanting to talk to? You don't want him to talk to your people. That's interesting. Hold on, and I'll look in the Scriptures and see what you want to say to the Scriptures or say to your people. So in Deuteronomy chapter 29, Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, it says the secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Now, Revealed to us. That means he's told us. He's revealed them to us. And as we go on reading, it says this. And when all these things come upon you, the blessings and the curse which I've set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God has driven you, and return to the Lord your God, you and your children, and obey his voice in all that I command you today, with all your heart, with all your soul, then the Lord will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you, and he will gather you again from all the people where the Lord your God has scattered you. In other words, he's saying we need to obey. We need to listen. Drop down to verse 20. It says this. Loving the Lord your God. Obeying his voice. 
and holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. Interesting thing. My iPad just, I mean, it just came up wanting wanted me to know what I was going to buy from the store. So I may not get to ring the bell the rest of the time. I had it set up I could ring, all my phone calls would ring today. But I just got 20 emails as well. <laughs> Let's go on. Who's calling? Jehovah Jireh. Your provider, the provider of all things, but most importantly, he provides, as we've already mentioned, a sacrifice, a sacrifice so that we would not have to die for our own sins. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. So we're going to get another call. Who's calling? Laban. Now this is, this is kind of off the subject, but this is really neat. Laban. And I said, who, who are you wishing to speak to? All those that are blessed of the Lord. How many of you have been blessed by the Lord? Amen. How many of you blessed by the Lord? I think that would certainly mean most of us. Most of us would say, we've been blessed. What do you want to tell us? Now this is what Laban said. When the servant came to find a wife for Isaac, or Jacob, found a wife for Isaac, he, he said, listen to this verse. In Genesis chapter 24, verse 31, he said, Come, O blessed of the Lord. Come, O blessed of the Lord. See, I mentioned that the words that Jesus usually tells us, God tells us, is always an invitation. Come, come, come. But this is, the, it's really interesting, the next statement. Why do you stand outside? Now, this is totally, I realize, out of context. But it really ministered to me because when I realized that when we are responding to God's call, so many times we answer the phone gator and we get so far and God wants to do a lot more, but we stop short. We stop short because we're contended. I'm reminded of the story of the prodigal son, not of him, but of his brother. His brother got bent out of shape because he told his dad, you've never killed a fatted calf for me. You've never had a party for me. And I've been here and I've been faithful. I've been doing all this. And he said, wait a minute, son. You could have killed a fatted calf anytime you wanted one. Oh, how many times do we stop short? We're blessed of God. But he said, well, why are you standing outside? Why are you standing over there when you can come inside and really enjoy a greater blessing? To enjoy the greater blessings. And sometimes we hang up the phone before God gets through telling us what he wants us to do. Wow. Come, all oh, the blessed of the Lord. Phone rings again. Hello? Who's calling? Jehovah Shalom. Those that need peace in their lives. 
Now, this is interesting because this was a phone call. Now, I think you understand we're not talking about literal phone calls. We're talking about talking when God speaks to us. This was a call that God made through an angel to Gideon. Gideon was scared stiff. He was not a soldier. He was grinding wheat or milling wheat in hiding in hiding because he did not want the, the enemy to come in and steal the wheat. They were starving to death. And here God talked to him and said, oh, you mighty man of valor. Who are you talking to? Hey, hey, God, I think you got the wrong number. I don't think you're calling on me. I'm not a man of valor. I'm not a man of valor. And so the whole reality is there was a lot of things going on, but listen to to what God told him after he had finished his conversation. But the Lord said to him, peace be to you. You know what that word peace there? Shalom. Peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. There's some of you today, you need to hear the call. That God is wanting to tell you, listen, everything's going to be okay. Uh, does that mean he's going to make it instantly right? No. That means if there's a storm comes, he's either going to cause the storm to stop or he's going to take you through the storm. He's going to be with you. He's going to give you peace in the middle of the storm. Isn't that what Jesus, when he was asleep in the boat and the disciples woke him up, said, Master, don't you care we're going to perish? He said, peace, be still. So whatever you're going through today, Jehovah God is wanting you to understand that God is still in control, that God is going to give you strength. Ring. I'm not near as good as the phone is. <laughs> Who's calling? All of us, Jehovah asking for all of us that has a gift. All of us that has a gift. <laughs> That's interesting. Exodus chapter 35. Moses getting ready to build a tabernacle. And he told these people that just left Egypt, bring your gifts so that we can build the tabernacle. And you know what he had to do? They brought it in and he had to say, hey, quit bringing it. We got more than enough. We got more than enough. And I can tell you something. These churches and everyone else is asking for money because the, there's a need for it. But the reality is every time I go to the grocery store, they ask for, for money. And, and guess what? I'm not going to quit eating just because they ask me for money. I won't keep going. And I'm going to thank God that I've got enough money to buy me something to eat. Amen. But, but he says, it's more than enough. More than enough. Bring your gifts. Bring your gifts. It's more than enough. And it says in 35 verse 10, listen to this. It says, let every skillful craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded. Not only did they have enough money, but they had all of the abilities that they needed to accomplish what God wanted them to accomplish. 
That's an amazing thing. You say, but pastor, that's, that's Old Testament. Well, let's read what it says over in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, where it says this, verse 11. And he gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly oh each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love i'm here to tell you that if god's body of believers use their gifts there's enough gifts to take care of every ministry in the church there's enough gifts that take every ministry of the church where you don't have to beg and you don't have to work outside of what God's called you to do. Because I'm going to tell you, there's some of you that I don't want you working in the nursery. We need bus drivers, but there's some of you that I don't want driving the bus. I saw you drive a car. Use the gift that God has given you, and I guarantee you, everything in every ministry, brother, will be taken care of if people will do what God calls them and asks them to do if they respond to the call. And you say, well, he's never called me. I'm almost guarantee you he's called you, just hadn't answered. You got to answer the phone. Well, it's probably spam. It probably is. I tell you, I delete the great majority of my emails as soon as I see them. I I never open them because there's something that I'm not vaguely interested in. But I look at them every day. I just notice I've had 45 since this morning. Why? Because somebody's wanting to tell me something. And some of it may be of God. And I won't know until I look at it. Mm. Everyone that has a gift. And I can tell you, I've heard some of you sing, don't sign up, sing solos. (laughs) That's not your gift. I know some of you say, well, pastor, you get to. That's because I make the rules. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? Use the gift. Mm. Here's another one. Ring. Who are you calling? All those desiring the Spirit. That's a call that I think is Missing in a lot of our vocabularies today. All those that are desiring the Spirit. Numbers chapter 11 verse 16. Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather for me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them to the tent of the meeting, and let them take their stand there with you. And I will come down and talk 
with you there. And I will take some of the spirit that is on you and put it on them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you so they may not bear it all alone. And I know somebody said, well, pastor, that's Old Testament. Yes, it is. I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to read what the new book says in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 17, where it says this. Acts chapter 2, verse 17. And in the last days it shall be God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they will prophesy. Oh, so he's calling all those that desire the spirit. Now that's an amazing thing. You say, why don't he call those that don't desire? If you don't desire it, you're not going to get it anyway. Oh, I'll get off that subject. <laughs> Ring! Who are you calling? Who's calling? The God who is worthy of all praise. Inviting you to come and worship. Come and worship. First Chronicles Chapter 16. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell all of his wondrous works. How many things God's a God worthy of praise? Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Israel, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever. The Lord that he commanded for a thousand generations the covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. When you were few in number, of little account, and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed me to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no horn, sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell all his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the people. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And he is to be feared above all gods. And it continues on telling us that God is worthy of all praise. And I can guarantee you that that's a phone call that God wants every one of us to hear. He is worthy of our praise. He desires to hear our worship. He desires to hear us praising him. He is worthy. Amen. Amen. Ring. Who's calling? I'm a gossip. Uh-oh. Wrong number. Hey, I'm going to tell you, if you hang up on those phone calls, and I know none of you have a problem with gossip, but if somebody does, if you don't listen, they'll find somebody else to talk to. And you don't need to listen to them. It's destructive to the kingdom. I know this is off the subject, but years ago when I was a teenager, Wanting to join the church, and some of you remember that. 
I'd enjoyed it for a long time. And I was in church every Sunday. But, you know, it said I would not attend the theater. I would not do this. I would not do that. And you say, well, why wouldn't you want to sign it? Because it didn't have, I will not gossip on there. And Brother Brown, I'm, I've seen more churches destroyed by gossip than I have somebody going to a theater. I've seen more families destroyed by, by people talking about it than they doing some of the things that they said we couldn't do. One of the strengths of this church, and I say this proudly but also cautiously, don't listen to the wrong phone call. Some of you must have been listening to the wrong phone call because it got quiet. That's the wrong number. I said, that's the wrong number. You don't know. need to listen. Okay, here's another phone call. Who are you calling, God? Everyone that's thirsty. Mm. Everyone that's thirsty. Come, everyone who thirsts. Come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to men, and eat what is good, and delight yourself in rich food. Incline your ear, or listen and come to me. Hear that your soul may live, and I will make with you an everlasting covenant. My steadfast, sure love for David. Drop down to verse 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It shall not come back empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing which I sent it. One more call. Who's calling? Oh, this is a conference call. Who's, who, who's on the phone? I'm one of the walk kids. Walk means win our community. I need to know somebody loves me. I need to hear about Jesus. I may need to know that I'm of value. I'm a neighbor struggling with loneliness. And I need to talk with somebody. I'm a friend that's fighting addiction. I need somebody to pray with me, walk along with me. I'm the homeless, caught in despair and hopelessness. I need somebody to listen. I need somebody to take my call. I'm a missionary needing prayer, needing support. I'll go back to the man that we started with. The man from Macedonia. Come help me. 
Come help me. It may not be somebody from Macedonia. It may be somebody from Oxford. Or the villages, Summerfield, Pedro, Bellevue, Wildwood. Come. I believe that's just as real today is that there are people all over the world that are calling. And nobody's listening. Calling for the church. Calling for prayers. Oh, they may not be literally picking up the phone and calling you, but they're in their spirit calling, calling and saying, come over and help us. I don't know if it's a Philippian jailer or not, but God hears the cries of everyone. I said, God hears the cries of everyone. And he responds. But he almost always uses people. People with their gifts. People with their abilities. People with their capabilities. So I'm asking you today... Not just for walk. But I'm asking you today, will you answer the phone? If it's a wrong number, hang up. But if you answer it as the right number, will you listen? And going back to that one in Genesis. When Laban says, come on in, why are you staying outside? Come on and get a little closer, a little closer to God's blessings. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I ask you to minister today. Maybe this message was just for me. If it was, I thank you for it. But help us to answer the call. Help us to answer the call. And God, we're going to trust you. We're going to believe that as we partake of communion today, that during this time frame, there's going to be a, a speaking, a phone's ringing, not a cell phone, but a spiritual song, phone, that people will respond. God, we know that there are people that need healing. There are people that need to praise you and worship you. There's people that need to enlist for the kingdom. So we ask you to minister by your power. Minister by your strength, touch us. In Jesus' name. On behalf of our pastor and staff here at OAG, we want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of our ministry. We are grateful for you and the support you give our church and its ministries so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do to be the family church for the family of God. 
For more content from Pastor Strickland and Oxford Assembly of God, check out our media website at oag.church/media.